Now, you might be saying to yourself, Steve, it seems like there was just a gold release. Well, there sure was, and we, on the heels of that, we're releasing this one. Why, you say? Well, because there's been a lot of fun news announced officially. No more rumors. It's official. And this is Geek Out Loud. Well, hello there, and welcome to Geek Out Loud. I'm Steve Glosson, glad to be along with you on the heels of some pretty major announcements and some uh, some fleshing out of some things uh, coming out of the D23 Expo at the time of this recording. And uh, since we already had uh, the gang together, the gang being the, uh, the Super Saturday crew, uh, we figured, hey, let's do a quick show. Let's make it happen and, uh, and see what we can pull together uh, before we roll over into covering our Super Saturday stuff. So, of course, uh, first with me is my brother from another mother. We, it feels like too long since we've been together, ladies and gentlemen. It's Eric Schoenerweiss. Well, hello, my friends. Hello there. Basking in the excitement of Disney Plus announcements. Disney Plus announcements are pretty extreme. They're pretty amazing what they're what they're throwing our way. I have a few questions about some other things, but so far what we've gotten is pretty nice. And also with us is uh, it, author extraordinaire, world traveler, the only man who's been on the shows that has actually pooped in a cemetery. Ladies and gentlemen, Adam Bray. Hey, 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 it's previously Fat Adam. <laughs> That's right, the great disappearing Adam Bray. Yeah. That's uh, a- <laughs> yeah. 125 pounds lesser now. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> well done. Well done. Thank you. Wow, and, that is impressive. And Adam, I'm half the man I used to be. I'm half the man <laughs> I used to be. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Eric, for going there with me. Uh, <laughs> this is why we're brothers from another mother. Yeah. So, um, Adam, you're getting ready to travel the world again, I understand. I am, yeah. I am uh, just uh, booked my tickets to New Zealand at the end of the year. Wow. So I'm coming back. How long are you going to be out there? Um, Almost two months. Mm. Uh, which is not my longest stint. I've been out. I've been over there about four or five times, but I think it's been uh, five or six years since I've been over. So you're doing like old school holiday, like the like am, they used to yeah, do back in the day. Yeah. I'm spending most of my time in uh, Wellington, but uh, about a week or so um, traveling the country on on either end of it. Packing up a big trunk and hitting a getting on a steamship and going across the ocean. <laughs> what else? Well, you're like in a King Kong movie? That's right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. He is. So not quite, but it. I do happen to always seem to be there when they're filming a Hobbit or a Lord of the Rings movie, and I guess they they had announced that Amazon the is Amazon is filming series. there again. Yeah. Nice. So that'll be cool. Yeah. 
Well, there you go. Adam Adam is uh, doing his best to get on the set of The Hobbit and the <laughs> Lord of the Rings television show. So, um, Well, he's basically lost The Hobbit at this point. That, so. Yeah, that's true. He's lost The <laughs> Hobbit. Right. So he's going to go find one. That's um, awesome. Congratulations, Adam. Yeah, thank you. So out of the D23 Expo, uh, as it pertains to some of the geekier sides of things, I know that they talked a little bit about um, – some some various so I know there's some various trailers and stuff that were released, but when it comes down to the stuff that we are the most concerned with a lot of times here on Geek Out Loud, the Marvel and the Star Wars. Um at at Comic Con, you know, Kevin Feige came out and he introduced, you know, the the future of the Marvel universe in the foreseeable couple of next couple of years. And um and so we actually had him he got to expound on some of that. Apparently I've not, I've not really, all the news that I've gotten has come from Arish at this point. Um, and so he expounded. And one of the interesting things you talked about already, Arish with us off air is the what if situation. This is going to be an animated series. Yes. Um, all right. So just, I am not fully briefed on all. This is all like literally just happened over the last couple hours. So I've got uh, I've got an article on Hollywood Reporter up in front of me here um, that's breaking down uh, the the MCU portion of the Disney Plus panel tonight. So um, what if it's an animated series? It's going to hit the summer of 2021, and it stars Jeffrey Wright voicing voicing the All Seeing Watcher. Um, the series is going to take key moments from the MCU with one key difference for each event that spins off into new stories, just like the old Marvel what if comics used mm-hmm. to do. Um, it showed, uh, they showed a little bit of footage from it and it showed images of things like a zombie Captain America, Peggy Carter voiced by Haley Atwell taking on the mantle of Captain America calling herself Captain Carter. Uh, It also appeared that one episode featured Tony Stark as Guardians of the Galaxy character Star-Lord. Oh, wow. Oh, boy. Um, Then there's a quote here. I am the Watcher. I am your guide through these vast new realities. Right said in a voiceover. Follow me and dare to face the unknown and ponder the question, what if? Mm. And I guess it sounds like... I saw on, I think it was on the Disney Plus Instagram's account, they posted a big photo up in the panel room of, um, they had a photo of uh, like all of the all of the actors from the MCU movies that would be doing the voices. Um, maybe it wasn't the Disney Plus account. I saw it somewhere. Somebody had posted it. I can't find it right now. But a lot of the, a lot, like basically... It looks like they're getting all the actors back to come in and do the voice work for it. And that's mm. and, and that's fantastic. I mean, look, I love our voice actor friends that we have out there who um, who are very, very accomplished and, and do great work. But there's something mm-hmm. if you're going to kind of really tie it that closely to the MCU, you know, and, and, and basically this is the what if of the MCU. So this isn't a what if like right. of Marvel Comics, which is really a neat right. concept to me. Um, this is a what if based on the MCU. And so to have potentially Robert Downey Jr. voice 
Tony Stark in a what if situation is it, it's Tony just, Stark as Star Lord as Star Lord right that's amazing wow. that's so wow. cool so um the next thing we saw Adam is uh I'm and I'm looking now at a report from comicbook.com is uh they talked a little bit about Loki Michael Walter who's the head writer was on mm. the stage and said the series is going to explore Loki possibly making friends and possibly having the sun shine on him again um, is there, is there, I mean, obviously there's more story to tell with Loki. We saw him get away there at the, in end game as they were messing up with the timeline and everything. Um, how do you, how are you feeling about a Loki series? Is this something you're there for, or is it a take it or leave it kind of thing for you, Adam? Um, I'm, I love the character. Um, I love everything arising out of Thor. So, and I, I think I'm I'm ready for this. On the one hand, you know, p- p- part of me hates to leave, you know, the Loki that uh, that was developed in the MCU. Uh, but he played out his story. He he was the valiant hero, and he died. Um, so I, I think now it's time to mix things up with him and, you know, everything else in the MCU. And so, so I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm ready to see some uh, new stories and in new directions with him. Yeah. Cause let's not forget here. the Loki that got away is not the Loki who sacrificed himself in Thor in, uh, in infinity war. This is the Loki who, right. who was, uh, bringing, you know, war to earth in the original Correct. Avengers movie. And that is. And the Loki that got away in Endgame is the one that we will be following in the series. Right. Right. So, um, this is self-absorbed Loki. Ex- well, yeah, yeah. The the god of mischief himself. So, um, <laughs> Obi Wan in the chat says, "What if Spider Man was still in the MCU? Too soon." <laughs> um, they they talked about the Falcon Winter Soldier. Uh, Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan were there on the stage, and Feige says he promises a much deeper dive on both of their pasts and both of their presents post Endgame. So you know, hopefully, we'll see Mackie, you know, the Falcon, you know, decked out in the uh, in maybe the Captain America Falcon garb, which I thought was a really cool look for the Falcon in the comics. Um, Sharon Carter will be returning, which is good because I feel yeah. like there's a lot of loose ends there with her, and uh, yeah. and, and Wyatt As Russell. With Daniel Bruhl, he's coming back. Oh, re- oh, that's right. Yep. Mm. They also announced one new addition to it. Uh, Wyatt Russell, the son of Kurt Russell. Right. He's going to be playing John Walker. Wow. Does that mean anything to you, Irish? Um. I don't recognize the name John Walker, but uh, I recognize the name Super Patriot. There you go. Uh-huh. Yep. And wasn't he also the U.S. agent? U.S. At agent. Yep. Yep. He was U.S. agent. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of interesting. That kind of hints at the fact that, you know, maybe it's not just a simple thing about Anthony Mackie's character taking on the mantle of Captain America. Maybe we're going to have to go through a U.S. agent first. Well, um, yeah, it's, it's, there's, there's an interesting history there with John Walker. Um, he, uh, you know, it was he a Texas Ranger. No, no, he, but he is <laughs> super. Thank Patriot. you, Adam, for getting that. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. I was there. I was just trying to plow through. 
as Super Patriot, he his whole thing was he was trying to discredit Captain America. Right. And okay. and that's kind of where he got his his start. And um and then Was he the guy was Super Patriot the guy that had the American flag on his face? No. No, you're thinking of um Oh, what was that guy's name? They they were like war. It wasn't Warhead. It was um. But I remember I, there was a Daredevil comic. Yeah, he was a bad guy. That dude. Yeah, that dude was a bad guy, and I can't think of think of his name off the top of my head. Maybe someone in the chat is shouting it at me. But um, the uh, but yeah, and as he became U.S. agent, you know, he ends up. It's this whole thing of like, do we trust him? Do we not trust him? He was on Avengers West Coast. Um, and it just, you know, it, it was, it, it's just, he become, he became kind of a, a pretty state, a pretty big stable, especially through the nineties in the, uh, in the Marvel comics in, in my mind's eye now. So I think it's really neat that, that they're bringing him in and, uh, and the possibilities there are endless with, with that character. Uh, WandaVision, they, uh, they kind of had a bit of a teaser play for that, that played into like some black and white TV with, um, you know, Dick Van Dyke intersplice with Wanda and vision together. And, um, almost like you're watching an old TV show and then it, and then it kind of intensifies and, and, and this stuff is, is apparently what they showed in, um, it says, so what does that signify? Well, it's, I, I have no idea what this show is going to be It's promised as a half sitcom and half epic MCU adventure is what they said. Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen, Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen were there, and um, they say it's going to be wacky and fun. And Bettany says the scripts are so funny, it just ends up being this huge epic, and the writing is so extraordinary. Wanda and Vision and their relationship in the comics were was really strange and awkward. And, mm-hmm. and so, you know, obviously Vision is going to have to be brought back, uh, which is can be done and well this could also be the kind of thing that's all in wanda's head too Mm -hmm. well that's true that's true but see kat dennings is going to be in this as darcy from the thor movies Catherine hahn is going to be in this as the wacky next over yeah and so it's i love Catherine hahn yeah it's it's i'm telling you it's going to be a neat this is this is the one that i'm I'm actually interested to see how they handle this and and where this one goes. I'm not saying I'm looking forward to it, but it's the one. It has piqued my interest. Um, so the the Hollywood Reporter piece here says that uh, it's definitely set post End Game, and oh really? It's about Wanda Maximoff dealing with the loss of her partner Vision. Mm-hmm. Huh. And then uh, and, uh, everything I'd heard was that it was during their time uh, wandering around in Europe. But yeah, that seemed like people would be more interested if it's well, close. Even, but that's even the weird. title, it's one word. It's WandaVision. WandaVision, yeah. Hmm. Well, and this is the thing. Like One of the things that was announced at Comic-Con is Scarlet Witch is going to be in the next Doctor Strange movie. So, so there, so there's your madness. Well, it's like you said, Erish, this could very well be Wanda dealing with everything and it not, not going very well. Like, you know, she has these, these reality altering powers. 
Right. And um, uh. yeah. So and Randall Park is going to be back as Jimmy Wu, the FBI agent from Ant Man and 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 Wasp. So so is this this is this the take uh, our take on Avengers disassembled kind of a thing? Her going crazy and it could end up being that potentially. Um, but maybe I don't. By the time we get to Doctor Strange, maybe, maybe. But you know, apparently this is going to be a bit of a uh, like, like she says, kind of half sitcom, half epic thing. I hope that they actually bring Vision back though, um, because it's been done, you know, in the comics. Yeah. It's it's not something that couldn't be done, especially you know with Shuri around and everything. Um, right. Well, they certainly hinted at it in Infinity War that he doesn't need the mind stuff. Right. Exactly. You know, that there was enough of Jarvis and Ultron and all this other stuff in there to pretty much make up Vision without the mind stuff. Right. The The key is, though, is that element. I thought he had, was it the mind stone he had? It no, the, yeah, because the soul stone you had to die to get. The key is, is did that mind stone bring a certain aspect of life to him that just being an android won't? Um, and that's kind of something that was explored in the comics, you know, when vision died and he came back, like he was very cold and, 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 and he did not, he's like, he knew that he and Wanda had been a thing, but the whole thing was, is like, I don't have those emotions anymore. They're not part of who I am. So I can't reciprocate these feelings for you. Right. And, um, and so it, it gets really weird. Um, well, the mind stone is still out there for the taking too. Is it? Yeah. It was put back where they found it. That's true. But that but so it's destroyed now though, because it's in the no, past from not. where they're at. It's not destroyed. Oh yeah, if they don't go back in time it is, but yes, it's just um if it's uh, this timeline was supposedly supposedly um set aright when Cap goes back and puts them all back where they found them. Right. So that so would mean it still exists. It hasn't been destroyed. Yeah, because Thanos destroyed it. No, yeah. Thanos, didn't dis- Thanos didn't destroy it. Vision destroyed it, and Thanos brought it back. Right, and then Thanos, no, Thanos Wanda destroys dis- it Wanda later. Destroyed it. Then Thanos went turned the time the clock back thirty seconds. Right, but now Eris out of Vision and destroyed him, but. None of that has happened. Where where we're at with sure, if Wandavision takes place after Endgame, it sure has happened. But that's not where they got the time. <laughs> that's not where they got it from. They got it from Loki's scepter. Right, and Cap took it back and put it back in the scepter. Right. So it's still out there for the taking. Only if you can travel through in time. The past. No, because it had. Erish, <laughs> everything that happened happened. And so now the, the the mind stone is the is the one that was it is destroyed because Thanos destroyed it. It, it before Endgame got going. This is where time time travel will screw you up. <laughs> Let's move on to the next. All right. So then then they just announced yeah, a couple I other. I don't have mental capacity for this. <laughs> they announced a couple of other uh, projects for Disney Plus. Miss Marvel is one and. And I and I know they're anxious to get that out there. That's a character that is. Uh, I'm excited for that. She's, I, I love the comic. Do you? 
Yeah, I, I, I read like the first 12 issues of it. And mm-hmm. I was really into it. I liked it a lot. What I like about this, what I like about this, and I hope they, they really lean into, is I like that Miss Marvel is a fangirl. Um, yeah. She's a huge superhero fan and that sort of thing. I, I well, have. She's particularly a big fan of a certain Captain Marvel. Right. So mm-hmm. there could be an opportunity for a Captain Marvel appearance. Especially in one of the fir- it may be the first or second episode also. Yeah, uh-huh. I, and that doesn't really fire me up as much as maybe it should. Yeah. But, you know, there's that. Uh, She-Hulk intrigues me. Because yeah. She-Hulk, if, She-Hulk, if they do She-Hulk, Jennifer Walters, cousin of Bruce Banner, if they do her origin remotely similar to what they did, well, how it is in the comics, then you're talking about Bruce having to be an active part of what takes place in her life to for her to become She-Hulk. And then oh. if they go the way of the 90s She-Hulk, you're talking about a fun madcap breaking the fourth wall type comedy legal drama. It could be Boston Legal with superheroes basically. That's kind of what I'm hoping we're going to I see would love that. that. With Boston Legal with super people would be amazing. And Moon Knight's going to be basically your Marvel cinematic your Marvel version of Dar- of uh, of Batman. Um in a good way. With- with She-Hulk, because <clears throat> I don't know that much about her character, her with her being a lawyer, does she intertwine much with Daredevil? Um, um, she has. Yes. Yeah. She has. Yep. And unlike so, the Hulk, she is always big and green. Right. She and she wow. enjoy and she enjoys being that way. Yeah. Like and she's like okay. a, she's like a celebrity because of it. Yeah, she uh-huh. never looked at it as being a because the Jennifer Walters that became the She-Hulk was shy and reserved and you know mm-hmm. and so when she got initially that character was the savage She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. And and so once she got everything under control and and kind of let, you know, her her mind got right, she became the sensational She-Hulk and and the whole uh-huh. thing was is she enjoyed who she was. She was intelligent. She was, you know, seven feet tall and gorgeous and all this other stuff. And um, and super strong and powerful. She's, you know, she's just, I love the character, you know, as the confident, powerful, lawyer, smart, you know, comfortable in her own skin character that she is. Mm-hmm. They've kind of tried to undo some of that in the comics after Civil War II and some stuff that went down. Um and, and in my opinion, it just hasn't really worked very well. Uh, mm-hmm. But she's because she's going back to being kind of like Hulk, and she's calling herself just Hulk now. And she's Hulk Smash, this, that, and the other. And it's like you know what? That's not what appealed to me about this character. You've you've really ruined a great strong female character in in mm-hmm. doing this. But um, so we'll see what they do. Um, you know, and, and and I'm I'm definitely interested. So. Um. So then we move over to start. Well, first off, Muppets Now has not prevailed. Oh, wait a minute. Wait, you completely forgot something. What did there, I miss? What did I miss? There was one other new MCU show that was announced. Did I? What did I skip by? A Mo- certain uh, Moon Knight. Moon Knight, my friend. Yeah, I said it's like it's like Batman for the Marvel for the Marvel oh, universe. I'm sorry. That's all we're gonna say about him. 
Well, go ahead. I mean, go, yeah, obviously I don't he's. No, I'm excited for Moon Knight. Good. I'm glad. I don't know a lot about him. There. Is is that like an? It's like an Egyptian derived power or something, isn't it? Something like, like an that. Egyptian yeah. god I mean, or something. He very much is Batman. For I mean, he's a rich millionaire by day. And, well, let me uh, let me pull out Avenger by night. Because I do, we know for sure that all three of these are live action too. Because I that's I a great I point. I just saw the logos. I didn't get any information on them. That's a good point. Uh, I would assume that I know that Miss Marvel is because they said that she could be moving into the movies. Mm. So oh. she wouldn't be animated if they're talking about right. bringing her into the movies. I think that all of these are going to be live action, all except right. for what if. All right. Now, let me. Uh, here is a reading uh, from the 10 year old Marvel Encyclopedia. I haven't updated my Marvel Encyclopedia yet with the Adam Bray writings. Um, but you can do that. Just Adam will put a link up a lot of times on his Twitter. If you'll follow at author Adam Bray and you'll help him by using his Amazon link to go the there. Terrible. The terrible thing is I think I actually wrote the entry from the, <laughs> the encyclopedia, but I don't remember. Okay. Well, uh, let me, let me refresh your memory. Uh, his real name is Mark Spector. Uh, he is a millionaire playboy and he's a, a mercenary left for dead in the Egyptian desert. It was found by followers of the Egyptian god Khonshu, who saved his life and gave him superhuman powers. Returning to the U.S. with a statue of Khonshu, Mark became a crime fighter, calling himself the Moon Knight, and assuming two more alter egos, millionaire Stephen Grant and taxi driver Jake Lockley. Aided by his pilot friend Frenchie and his lover Marlene Alron, Mark fought against crime for many years, battling against Werewolf, Midnight Man, and Black Spectre, alongside Spider-Man and the Punisher. Eventually, exhaustion set in, and Mark retired his alter egos and sold the Conshu statue. Hmm. So, so there's another opportunity to uh, not have Spider-Man. Ha ha ha! That's a <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cruel. That is cruel. <laughs> so yeah, definitely another opportunity. That's how I mo- mainly know Moon Knight is from his appearances with Spider-Man. Um, it's not yeah. a comic I, I got into. Eris, did you get into that comic back in the day? Uh, not, I was really intrigued by it just because basically, you know, he's Batman, but like wearing a white outfit instead of black one. Right. Um, but the comic kind of never lived up to everything I hoped it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes it was, it was one of those comics where the art was far cooler than the story was. Right, right. And, you know, Bill Sankovich has done some amazing Moon Knight art. If you follow him on uh, on Instagrams, like, he posts a lot of his Moon Knight stuff on there. And it's just amazing. Well, Moon Knight's got a really cool look, you know? Like, yeah. it, he, he's got a very cool look to him. And he throws things similar to the Batarang. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, I mean, <clears throat> look, I just... I'm excited for anything Marvel these days, so I'm just, right. you know, I, I I'm excited to see what they do with it. I, I think it I think it has potential to be um, really what people want to see from like a Batman television show, you know, with that yeah. Marvel twist to it. And I I think what you're gonna I, this has potential to make Moon Knight uh, a household name, you know, based yeah. on how they do with this thing. Um, so, so before I'm, we move on to the Star Wars portion, yes. I just there was another piece of interesting Marvel 
news okay. this week that I wanted to just float by you guys because mm-hmm. I've got mm-hmm. these two great Marvel historians here with me. Mm-hmm. Um, are you guys aware of this? There's a comic, that, uh, uh, a series, a mini series that's, I think they're on issue two or three, the history of the Marvel Universe. Or something like that. It's written by Mark Wade. A new issue came out, I believe, this week. And basically, they are doing a pretty big retcon in it. Hmm. Um, Hmm. uh, You know, you guys are familiar with this idea that in the Marvel Universe, all their characters' histories are basically, they like to think of them contained within 10 to 15 years. Right. Yeah. So the problem that they have is that a number of their characters have experiences in wars that are now much further back than 10 or 15 years in our true calendar. Right. For instance, Punisher fought in Vietnam. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what they have done in this comic is that they have retconned that so that these characters didn't fight in the Korean War or the Vietnamese War. Captain America fought in World War II because you can explain right. why that he was frozen in ice. Right, man out of time. But these other characters, they they have now instead fought in a war called, I think it's called the Sien Khan War. Uh, okay, so it's a oh. fictional war. It's a fictional war, and I believe Sien, S-I-A-N, Let me see. Is, is a fictional country in the Marvel universe and the comic universe that has been mentioned in the past. Hmm. Huh. I'm not familiar with that country. So basically the idea is that this war took place over a period of like 10 or 15 years. And so these characters will have now fought in that war instead of our real Mm -hmm. Korean or Vietnam wars. The Sien Kong War is what it is. It's that it. That's it. Named after an Asian country which, quote-unquote, resisted communist takeover at some undisclosed time in the past, it is described as a decades-long war that involved nations both from the West and the East. Sien Kong, or Sin Kong as it's pronounced, as it was originally called, first appeared in the 1965 Avengers number 18, where it was portrayed as a communist state ruled by the villainous Commissar. And one of Marvel's many 1960 stories centering around the threat from communism. Uh, okay, cool. I think it's a kind of clever idea. Yeah, it it, it is it is clever. I think clever is the good word for it. Um, yeah. I, I think as as I've grown up reading comics and everything, that you know you understand that naturally we're getting further away <laughs> from the Korean War and the Vietnam War day by day by day by day. Um, you know, you still have characters like the Submariner who was part of the invaders that fought in World War II alongside Captain America. Um, you know, and that makes him older and older and older. And you have to end up shifting kind of his power set, you know, and, and his genetic makeup and what the, the legend of Atlanteans is, you know, based on him being there in World War II and that sort of thing. Um, and, and so I think that people have just kind of, accepted over the years that oh well you know it this war was this is this you know like the thing they did with tony stark in the marvel cinematic universe 11 years ago was he was in the middle east when this happened mm-hmm. and and so rather than vietnam i think is where he was um 
when when he was originally a prisoner of war and designed the Iron Man armor and everything. I'd, I'd have to double check and I could be wrong. And and so I think that was a good update, you know, and a and a and a smart idea. But at the same time, in the comics, I don't know if it's necessarily needed, but it doesn't. It's not going to, you know, I'm not going to get my panties in a wad over it, so to speak. The 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 key to stuff like this is: are they altering the characters? You know what I mean? Like, rather than kind of changing up their their story arc of like, well, they served in this war, this person served in this war. Um, are they changing the characters at the core of who they are by trying to retcon something about you know weird about them? So. I think it's you're just replacing their the characters' experiences in either Vietnam or Korea mm-hmm. with this fictional war in this fictional country instead. The only, the only negative thing that I would ever say about it is, is when Stanley created this universe, he intentionally put it in the real world, unlike Metropolis or Gotham City mm-hmm. or, you know, because he knew New York. That's what he knew, you know, it's, where he grew up. It's funny you say that because I, I was having lunch with our creative director today and we were discussing this and that's exactly what her response was to it. Yeah. And so. Um, and, and to so, which I responded that, yes, that's true. Peter Parker lives in Queens and Captain Rod, Captain America lives in Brooklyn, but Dr. Doom lives in Latveria. Hey, Erich, great right. point. Great point. Hoisted on my own petard. And so, and so, as I said, I don't have a problem with it. But if I did, that would be where my problem would begin. Yeah. It's just in that, mm-hmm. in that place of of the the fiction. And there's been other fictional stuff, you know, that's been yeah, in the Marvel there's universe. There's a Savage Land. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Hey. You know, there, there, there's. I hey, think there's the Cree homeworld. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. 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 So. <laughs> You know, the, the, the Baxter building is not actually in Manhattan. I know. And let me tell you something. That, every single day. that broke little Steve's heart when he learned that back in the day. <laughs> oh. oh, well, never little, but young Steve's heart. So I think that's pretty cool. I wasn't aware of that because I'm about six months behind in my Marvel comic book I reading. I haven't read the issue yet. I, no. I saw, I think I saw the article about it. Excuse me. You all right there? I, I saw, yeah, I'm just... It's getting late for me. Um, <laughs> I, I, I saw the article about it on, uh, I think, Hollywood Reporter of all places. Mm. Um, so I keep telling you guys, Hollywood, check it out. Hollywood Reporter has a lot of geek-centric stuff on there. The other, the other thing I would say is this, is I don't know that it's necessarily needed because of the last Secret War crossover. Um, where basically time was ended and they restarted everything anyway. And well, and, I think it's more for the ten-year-old kid who just starts reading comics this year, and you know he's seeing a mention of the Punisher having fought in the Vietnam War, right. which you know is fifty years ago. Yet he looks like he's thirty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, you know, and that's fine. That, reader isn't going to be aware of the secret wars stuff or mm-hmm. any of that. So, right. and that's fine. And you know, but uh, to which I would say, you tell me that 10 year olds are reading comics again, because I think that's the best news I've heard about comic books in ages. <laughs> that, that would be amazing. But you no, know, right. Yeah. So, um, all right. So moving on to the star Wars now. 
Yeah, let's get to the with a quick mention. I didn't realize that there was a Muppet show that was being made for Disney Plus. There is there is a ton of stuff out there. I I think the most intriguing is the world according to Jeff Goldblum. (laughs) Oh, jeez, this is amazing. This is Jeff Goldblum around the world as he learns about stuff like ice cream. Ice cream. I, I just thought it was cold, a cold thing that I put to my mouth, and and, and now I found out, boom, <laughs> cream is, is is frozen, and that's how they make it. it uh, mind blown. Although, as one as one of my friends texted me, that Jeff Goldblum show should have been called Life Finds a Way. Ro- by the way, really quick, backing up, Roth in Wyoming says Wakanda is real. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I all right. I hope it is. We just uh, can't see it. We right. don't have secret codes. So, right. so Star Wars, they they uh, they talk about the uh, the casting the Andor series, um, and uh, and and they don't have the title yet, or they can't say the title yet. Alan Tudyk suggested K two Fast, K two Furious, a casting Andor story. <laughs> um, and, and they kind of joked about bringing telenovelas to Star Wars because I guess of of of. Um, Diego Luna's uh, Latin heritage, um, and uh, and so they'll be in production soon in London, I guess. Uh, I guess the big news is the Mandalorian. Now, guys, I've not watched this trailer. Yeah. I have not watched the trailer yet either. It's pretty sweet. It's pretty cool. So I'm going to play it now and just kind of. You're gonna do it right now. I am. Okay. W- wait. Can we cue it so I can start it? Sure. Do you have? Are oh, you there? Now I gotta pull it up too. Because if I'm going to hear it, I want to be watching it. I understand. Well, are you there? Yeah. Okay. So just give me a countdown. Okay. Adam? Almost. Hold on just a second. We'll give Adam a minute to get there. Everyone else, you may want to get there as well. I'm on the official Star Wars YouTube, The Mandalorian, official trailer, Disney Plus streaming November 12th is the name of the uh, video. (laughs) So, Adam, whenever you're ready, let me... You ready? I am ready. All right, we'll go on play. So three. All right, right, so here we go. Three, two, one, play. Sand troop or stormtrooper helmets in the sand. Stormtrooper helmets on spikes. Helmets on pikes. Well, there's some green. I like the ship. Couple of cool ship designs there. <gasps> Apollo. Oh, that is a cool shot. Crack the earth. Yep. Twilight. Death Troopers. <gasps> Gut. Uh, Gus, the chicken guy. Swoop bike. Chicken Walker. I, not IG-88. Bounty hunting is a complicated profession. Ooh. Oh. That was awesome. He's got a weak way in. Do you agree? Wow. 
really cool looking. Yeah. Yeah. This is the gritty Star Wars, I guess, that Lucas always wanted to have, uh, you know, with the because there's some cool stuff in there. I was reading an article, an interview with Favreau the other day. I think they used a lot of the techniques that he developed for Lion King. Yes. Those visual techniques. Are you are you talking about for Mandalorian? <laughs> are you talking about the interview where he kind of um, low key uh, smacked down the interviewer when the interviewer was like, "Yeah, it's a, too much reliance on digital technology, right?" And he's like, "Yeah, but George did great. He was a pioneer in this, and people don't give him credit for it." You know. I think that was the same interview. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this ship that I guess is the Mandalorian's ship that we see flying over the foresty type area. Um, it looks really Star Warsy to me. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, very Ralph McQuarrie-ish. Like you know, you got the the two jet engines on either side that look like they could have been you know at some mm-hmm. point in their life broken off and used to make a pod racer in a way. Um, and there's one shot where he yeah where where they're on the ground and there's a ship over to the right of of the Mandalorian ship that looks. That has that uh, U-wing slash uh, snow speeder kind of front look to it, you know, without the guns right. pointing out. Um, and then, of course, the the structures, the architecture, screams Star Wars, especially like the poor areas of the Star Wars galaxy. Um, when is this? When does this show take place? Is this after? I'm reading it right now. It takes place after. The fall of the Empire and Return of the Jedi, and before the rise of the First Order. Okay. So, <clears throat> within five years, would you say of Jedi, maybe five or I, six years? I don't years? know about that. I, think I, it, I just so. know what I'm reading here. Mm-hmm. Do do, um, do we know and, when the First Order? How long the First Order after the fall of the Empire, the First Order came to power? I don't think so. Okay. Well come to power in the galaxy as we know it. No, well, like that I, would basically be the force awakens in the last Jedi. Right. But I, I'm sorry. I meant, you know, became an entity in the galaxy. How about that? Uh, no, I don't think we've gotten any of that. Okay. Yet. No, <clears throat> the cracked earth place where it just looks like huge. Like it looks like what we call river mud, dried river yeah. mud um, yeah. around here. It's just canyons that have been just cut out of soft, ground by massive rivers we see him tucking a oh gosh we see him locking on his wristband tucking a what looks to be like a throwing knife in his boot i'm watching in very slow motion right now of course the door coming down who's the lady Uh, that's right wrestler lady crush Speaking of ladies, Ming-Na Wen uh, let it slip in one of her D23 interviews that she's in this. Oh, nice. Yeah, I saw you tweet something about that earlier. Yeah. Yeah. So, she, I mean, she's tailor-made for something like this. If she's remotely like May, you know, she just, Mm -hmm. she is, uh, she she belongs. The the Twi'lek or Twi'lek looks really interesting. Um different colored face than I think we've ever seen on a on a Twi'lek before. But it's good to see a Twi'lek in Star Wars. Yeah. 
there's a great shot of him just out on some open sparse area. It looks like it may be Tatooine or somewhere like it. A mother and a child hiding in a riverbank of some sort, or they're it looks like they're in danger or they're about to die or some such. I don't know. Speaking of which, there's supposed to be, I heard, I think it was Yak Face that uh, said it, that there's going to be a Jawa uh, action figure Black Series coming out for the Mandalorian, which suggests oh, wow. some of this is Tatooine. Yes. Well, we've got Death Troopers, which is interesting to me. Because if it's after the fall of the Empire, are these just people who have confiscated armor? Are these people trying to keep the Empire alive, a la, you know... I I think it's factions, broken factions of the Empire okay. is what, the, what I heard. Well, it's also possible that they're working for um, the old German guy here. Mm. Uh, why can't I think of his name right now? The the director. Uh, Not Krennic. On. Uh, I want, what? Not Krennic, he's dead. No, no, like in real life, he's a director. He's the guy with the gravelly oh. voice at the end. <clears throat> oh, really? He's the director? Yes, I can't believe this is... I have like 15 million windows open here because I'm ready for our G.I. Joe podcast. I know, so. I know. If you're wondering what that is, that's our Patreon-exclusive podcast coming about. Um, The Mandalorian. Uh... I'll find it for you, Eric. No, no, I got it. I, I, come on, where's the cast list? Pedro Pascal, Brendan Wayne. Full casting crew. Um, sorry, this is just valuable advertising uh, time going to waste. I don't see a German guy. Rick Famuyiwa? No. Dave Filoni? Werner Herzog. Oh, Werner Herzog. Yes, he's not I the think, he's not directing the Mandalorian. No, but he is a he is a famed director right. in real life. Okay, yeah, I know that every once in a while. Right, so he's the guy, the old guy with the gravelly voice at the end of the trailer. Oh, okay, and cool. I believe, I believe that he may be playing and some high level Imperial, and those Death Troopers might be his troopers because Death gotcha. Troopers. Death Troopers aren't just given to anybody. Right. right. They're, you know, an elite squad. They're like Cobra Crimson Guardsmen. Right. You know, the best of the best. In the in the new in the new Timothy Zahn novel Thrawn Treason, which just came out in July, uh, from Delray Books, uh, Thrawn now has uh, a squad of death troopers that accompany him around, mm. you know, director Krennic and Rogue <clears throat> One had death troopers, right. you know, kind of assigned to top level Imperial guys. So if we're seeing death troopers in this, it's my belief that they are working oh. for Werner Herzog. Well, let me, okay. Let me mm. push back on that. Just a tiny, tiny bit here because I have now again, moving in very slow motion, there's a there's a moment where he, he's got his gun on his hip and he's tapping it with his finger, you know, like old Western shot. You can't tell who's out of focus that he's looking at. But then the next cut is uh, Gus from uh, 
from Breaking Bad. What's the guy's real name? Uh, Esposito. And, yeah. Giancarlo Esposito. Giancarlo Esposito. He's standing there, and he's and he has uh, death troopers and stormtroopers with him. Okay, then there. Then he's a high level imperial. Then. Well, he might be serving the German guy too. That's, That's true. Possible, yeah. It's possible. And the other thing to keep in mind here too, we know because there has been a number of canon stories out after Return of the Jedi. Now, you know the aftermath trilogy. Um, we know that that you know the Empire just didn't peacefully go away. Right after after the Emperor and the mm-hmm. Death Star was blown up. So there there may be this might be a little fiefdom that's hanging on in a part of the galaxy where uh this mandalorian like comes into well there's definitely an atst involved somehow some way Um, oh yeah there's a lego set for that too that leaked online oh nice and who is the ig droid it's the not ig88 it's taika watiti is playing that character Mm mm-hmm uh, I believe they said I don't have it up here in front of me. I'm sorry. Um, or wait a minute, do I? No, I saw it on. I saw it on one of the the sites here. It, he because he was on stage tonight too, and I believe he said the character's name was IG One A or One Eight, mm-hmm. something like that. It's not IG Eighty Eight, right? Well, I mean, I don't know why not. He was voicing that character. Yeah. So he's going to basically be like um, his character in Thor. I don't have <laughs> enough pamphlets. Piss off, Ghost. Piss off. The I'm I am actually kind of surprised at the amount of color in the Mandalorian armor. And I'm not saying that negatively. I'm saying I'm just surprised by it because in my mind, for whatever reason, it didn't have like that that bright red that pops off yeah. of it. Um, but that red looks really bright. It is cool like to watch. It. It's cool to watch the IG droid doing some, doing some, some shooting crazy stuff. Yeah. yeah. Cause we yeah. never really uh, got to see IG 88 do anything. Right. No. Good there. They've right. got him in that, um, that cartoon. Uh, I forget what it's called. The one that's targeting, uh, girls um but it, not very impressive is lumbering and slow oh and the uh like... the not the what is it called not it's the... targeting young kids not well the, yeah not the galaxy it, of adventures is it galaxy of adventures no no it's the one before the one that came out before that De- forces uh, forces of destiny oh okay. yeah force of destiny then you're right that was for young girls yeah, yeah that's the one that where they made all the dolls I like the poster for the Mandalorian too that was released. Mm-hmm. Just like him walking from his ship towards us. He he does that right. fighting in the bar scene. Behind him. He does that fighting in the bar scene, and there's a squid head that was had him in a chokehold that he broke free from. Yeah. And he and he throat punches this. Oh, he grabs him by the tentacles and throws him down on the bar. Good night. That's awesome. Then he grabs that dude and it's another squid head. Um, it looks like. And he cuts him in half in the door, it looks like. Yeah. Well, again, because I haven't had a chance to fully digest all of this from the panel today. So could be a little off, but I believe that 
Favreau on stage made a comment about the show not being here. Hold on. I'm trying to bring it up here. Not necessarily being connected to any of the other movies or anything so that if you hadn't seen any of the movies, like you wouldn't be lost watching the show. Right. However, you had seen everything. There would be plenty of little things in here for you. All right, I'll read. I'll read what okay, according. Tyka plays IG eleven. IG eleven. I thought it was an. It was a uh. multiple of eleven. I'm all right. I'll read what Favreau said according to comicbook.com. I came in. Favreau said, pitched Kathleen Kennedy a version of a show that took place after Return of the Jedi, after the Revolution, and after everybody is done celebrating, and then chaos reigns because there's no central government. The gunfighters are roaming and people are fighting. I told them I wanted the lead character to be a Mandalorian. Filoni read the script and said, that is Star Wars, and I don't say that lightly. It's a whole new set of characters and a whole new time frame, Favreau says, but if you're a Star Wars fan, whether you like the prequels, the sequels, or the original trilogy, the extended universe, we've got something for everybody. There you go. Thank you, Steve. That's what I was getting at. So, and and it looks that way. And dude, this carbon frozen, it's a weak way that is carbon frozen there at the end. Do, Do you think it may be Hondo? Well, that would be interesting if it was. Huh. But we know that Hondo survives all the way to... To Batu. Yes, right. all, and that's after The Last Jedi. Right. Batu being he's the... He's at Galaxy's Edge. Right, he's Galaxy's at Galaxy's Edge. Edge. Right. set after the events of The Last <clears throat> Jedi. So, so this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that could be Hondo. And, and I'm thinking that that may be something that got thrown in there, not thrown, not in a bad way, but like he might have gotten put in the mix to be that touchstone for those of us who are fans of everything and have watched everything because he's one of those Filoni characters, you know, that right. Filoni was probably able to say, hey, John, why don't you just put this guy in? People will like him and they'll stop asking me about Ahsoka. Um, <laughs> well, that also makes me, what he said about, the time that this was set in mm-hmm. makes me think that it's not more than a year after Return of the Jedi. Right. Could be. Also, because, there's a there's a row the of aftermath book was a year after Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. by that point, like the New Republic is starting. Yeah, but know, still, but even as that's going on out here in these outer rims, it's still going to be the Wild West. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think about the Wild West in American history. There was a central government. Yeah. And actually, the other thing that they did, they released, they they put up a big grid on the screen mm-hmm. in the panel room, similar to like the grid that Marvel would put up showing all the phase movies. Right. Mm-hmm. And it is the complete timeline of all of of all of the movies and shows. Um, they have renamed the eras. So the prequel era is now known as the Age of Republic. Hmm. The original trilogy era is now known as the Age of Rebellion. And the sequel trilogy era is now known as the Age of Resistance. 
And so they've got the Mandalorian slotted in, and it looks like five years after Return of the Jedi. Because this grid line that they have has little hash marks and then larger hash marks. Mm -hmm. And the larger hash marks look to be about five years apart from each other based on the smaller hash marks in the middle. And so this looks like, if I'm counting this correctly, it looks like Mandalorian is about five years after Jedi. All right. That would be the last thing currently set in the Age of Rebellion. And then the first season of Star Wars Resistance would currently be the first thing in the Age of Resistance. But doesn't Resistance take place like six months before The Force Awakens? Yeah, and that's basically how they have it on this grid here. All right. Um, So... Uh, so there we go. And then the big stuff that dropped is, you know, all the rumor, it's the, it's the worst kept secret in Hollywood, I guess. Oh, by the way, really quickly, where you see the weak way frozen in carbonite, there is, um, a whole row of carbonite blocks behind him. So, oh, are there? Yeah. I need to watch. When we're done tonight, I'm probably going to watch the trailer like five more times. It's worth breaking down. So, um, so then the worst kept secret in Hollywood, the, the, the much rumored, much ballyhooed, never confirmed, um, the, uh, the, the, the Obi-Wan Kenobi situation. Well, hello there. <coughs> and, um, inevitable. It's a, it's going to be a series that will shoot next year. And it, it, for those of you who are like, what is he doing? Just sitting around on tattooing, doing nothing. Yeah, he is. That's fine. If you've read the book, Kenobi, who wrote that? Please tell me I'm right when I say J- John Jackson Miller. Yeah. Come on, we only yeah. did yeah. We only did a podcast with him. I know, but I couldn't remember. It's been so long. <laughs> that was that might have been our first podcast. It may have been, but that was with RFR though. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, James Arnold Taylor and John Jackson Miller. Mm-hmm. That's where John educated me about Monkey Java. That's right. I couldn't believe you didn't know about Monkey Java. I didn't know about Monkey Java. So if you've Monkey read, if Java. you haven't, if you haven't read Kenobi by John Jackson Miller, I know that I don't think it's canon as we count things canon now. But let me tell you something: it's one of the best Legends it's books out canon. there. Well, it should be. I'm just uh, going to tell you right now, Mister Del Rey. I don't disagree with you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but check it out, and and maybe that'll be a little bit of a flavor of what might be being done with the series. Of course, you don't want to get your hopes up, but it kind of does show you that you know you do have the time frame where you can establish Obi Wan as a you know having to do stuff on Tatooine to be established to become the crazy old wizard. You know, yeah. um, th- that man's just a crazy old wizard. You know, so that people would dismiss him. So that he can maintain his anonymity and and watch Luke from afar. So the scripts for the series are all written already. They're going to start shooting it next year, which makes me think we'll get it late 2021, probably. So two years out. Yeah, sounds sounds about right. When do they start shooting? You said next year. Next year. Yeah, I would think I would think next I would think twenty twenty one, especially depending on the rollout. If they're going to roll these things out like a, you know an episode a week, mm. um, rather than drop a whole series, pull a Netflix and drop a whole series at once. Um, Did they insert that in the timeline? Kenobi. 
Yeah. Yeah, it takes place kind of in the middle of it takes place during Solo. Okay. You know, in the timeline, Solo has kind of two points because, you know, it, at the beginning of the movie, he's a little bit younger than there's a time jump in it. Mm-hmm. So it looks like Kenobi takes place in the middle of that time jump in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing we didn't mention is they announced the date for the new series of Clone Wars, mm. too. Um, that will be February. That'll be in February. That's a long way. Mint Greenbird says they released the timeline. Uh, Mint, can you put a, uh, uh, um, is it on, it might be on starwars.com. Maybe. Or on their Instagram. Because I'd be interested to see that grid. A lot of people took. I think people were taking pictures of it. I've got mm-hmm. a photo that I grabbed from social media. And then as they were announcing stuff, they were kind of updating it. Yeah, Let's I don't see, see it. it here. I'm sure it will show up on StarWars.com sometime in the next few days. Mm-hmm. Let's not forget that there is another panel tomorrow. This was just, this is all just Disney Plus. Disney stuff. Plus, yeah. Tomorrow yeah. is all of the Disney movies, like theatrical releases. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely going to be uh, episode nine stuff tomorrow. And who knows what MCU stuff, if any, might get announced. I saw something earlier. Um, that says what we're looking at with episode nine is a sizzle reel. Probably. And, and that that'll actually end up being released tomorrow with a trailer coming in October. Yeah. That, that follows what they've done with the previous and the trailer, you know, they do it for like Monday night football. Right. Halftime. Yep. Yep. Right. So I imagine that place went nuts when, when Ewan showed up. Oh, yeah. I have audio. One moment, please. Kathleen. Kathleen. Could you ask me in front of all of these people, all of these witnesses, could you please ask me, am I going to play Obi-Wan Kenobi <laughs> again? Ewan? Yes. Are you going to play Obi-Wan Kenobi again? Yes. So that's courtesy of our friend Sarah from Fangirls Going Rogue and Skywalking Through Neverland. She put that up on her Twitter. They're there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So fantastic. Fantastic. Guys, I'm dropping the timeline in our Skype chat for you right now. Good deal. And I'll just have to figure out how to pull the Skype chat up. There it is. Mm. Oh, good. There it is. Okay, yeah, I see. I see. I see you, Timeline. I see you. Wow, Sweet. it's really. <laughs> Bless their heart. It's insane. It is it? insane. Yeah, yeah. it's. Uh... <laughs> That's crazy. And look, those of you on the Mixler, like if you just Google Star Wars Timeline D23 and then go into like the images, you'll find people that have posted it on social media and stuff. That's where I just grabbed this. 
Yeah, it's really neat to watch Star Wars Rebels like butt up right against Rogue One and A New Hope. And I love that they're using the classic. Uh, look, I'll give them this right now. They're using that 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 look for the prequels of their logos that they all had as they were coming out. And they're using the classic different logos for Star Wars Empire and Return of the Jedi. And um, and then they've got the new, you know, the the Star Wars with the title in the middle for the sequel trilogy. There looks, I I gotta I gotta give them props for using those classic Star Wars Empire and Jedi logos. Yeah. Um. Well done. Well done on that. I know that's a small little thing, but man, I love those old those old eighties logos. Just take me back to a place, you know. But you see what I mean about like how it looks like they're about five year markers on yeah. there. Yeah. So twelve years for because if you look Kenobi. at it from like just Return of the Jedi to Force Awakens, it's about thirty years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty. Yeah. For sure. For sure. That works. Well, listen, that's that's good stuff. The Obi-Wan series is definitely I mean, look, it's what everyone has wanted. Um, it's, you and more so than any of us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, that's some, that's some good stuff. So I like the Marvel logos they've put out for these things. I even like that She-Hulk logo I, I love She-Hulk with logo. the Hulk and then the she written over it. Yep. So, good. okay. So, um, all right. So that's, Disney Plus. That's Disney Plus. That's what we've heard from the Disney Plus. The the Tramp trailer. Well, no, I'm I'm good right now. (laughs) I gotta say, visually, it looks gorgeous. Yes. It looks really, really good. Does it? Okay. I'm thinking about the Mandalorian looking gorgeous right now. To be honest with you. Yeah. So I'm I'm just excited about all of this. It's six ninety nine a month. You can't beat that's, that with a stick. Can't, yeah, that's price. yeah, that's the thing. Now, obviously, that'll have to go up down the road, right? I mean, right. I, I don't know. I think that a month later, <laughs> my, I think that what they're trying to do, I mean, they've already talked about a bundle version of it, where they're going to bundle it with Hulu and with ESPN Plus, right? Which I think that's going to be about fifteen mm-hmm. bucks. But I think if you just want Disney Plus, they're still looking at the six ninety nine. All I want maybe is Disney eventually Plus. it'll go up. But I think that they're looking to bring in volume on this early. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, they want people because you got the time the ATT Time Warner thing coming, which I think what they're calling HBO Plus or HBO Max or something like that. Netflix is still out there all these other things they want to be if you have to choose one of them i think they want you to choose them and they're going to make it easy for you by being it's already less than half of what netflix streaming is costing now mm-hmm. right and on top of all of this new content you have the all their back stuff too and all the fox back stuff Every episode of The Simpsons is going to be on there. That's worth seven bucks a month for me right there. <laughs> well, and that's and that's the other thing when it comes to Disney Plus. I'm just wondering, and, I, and we've talked about this a little bit in emails. I, look, I don't demand that they do this, or I don't think they should do this, but I am hopeful that what we'll finally have is like a place 
where you've got your X-Men animated series from the 90s and your Spider-Man animated series, you know, finally yeah. complete from the 90s to right. be able to stream, um, you know, that kind of stuff. Some of those classic cartoons like that, as well as like the classic Disney afternoon stuff. You know, one of the things that has been missing from my repertoire of cartoon knowledge has been that series Gargoyles. That I mean, people just really love and yeah, put over me to me. Too. Gargoyles will be on there. That was Disney, wasn't right, it? Right, yeah. And so I'm just hoping that maybe some of that classic stuff, you know, from the from the early 90s and, Bears, and right. on is there. Not yeah, Care Bears. No, Gummy Bears. Gummy Bears. Gummy Bears. Oh, don't. That was Disney too, right? Yeah, don't you? Yep. Yeah, don't yep. you threaten me with yeah. a good time. So, um... What if they could go back and do, you know, continue series, too, like they did with uh, Young Justice? Yep. Well, well I mean, they're doing a Monsters, Inc. series. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Um, yeah. You know, there, there's some stuff like that coming, too. It's going to be interesting to me to see if Disney Plus is going to have any impact on their box office. Because, like, for instance, Lion King... I opted not to see that in the theater. Mm-hmm. Me too. And, and part of it was I'm, I'm going to just watch it on Disney Plus at the end of the year. Right. Well, yeah. How about you've seen Lion King? Uh, <laughs> how about you've seen Lion King? Uh, yeah. What and more I do you need? See a version of it that's a half an hour longer. Right. Right. I just Tr- wasn't in the mood. Trust me. Trust me. You don't. Uh, we went. Uh, you saw it. You didn't like we it. We went and saw it. Uh, my wife's mother was really raving about it, how wonderful it was, and so she actually, she was so passionate about it. She paid for us to go see it, and um, I felt horrible. Within you know twenty minutes, I'm like, I've what I've seen of this, I've seen before, done better, and and then also I just what they added in and and what they took out. It just I don't know. It just didn't work for me. I was not. I'm, I'm more interested in it for the technology that they used mm-hmm. to create it. This basically VR movie studio that yeah. they created. Yeah. It, now think, that's amazing. Think, that's amazing. That's going to be, that's going to change the way movies are made the way Lucas changed the way movies are made with star Wars. And then Cameron changed the way movies were made with the abyss and T2. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so well, I think look. That this is, and then ILM with Jurassic Park. Well, this is the this natural. Is like the next evolution. Yeah, this is the natural progression from what they did in Jungle Book. Um, where you know, there's nothing like obvious. They, they created this whole cloth, basically. Yeah. Um. But so it's it's, it's also going to be interesting at the end of the year, come like Oscar award season, and this. We were talking about that Favreau interview. The interviewer straight up asked him about this. Like, is this movie going to be submitted as best animated picture or live action? Well, it's not live action, though. But but there's no getting around it, Eric. They marketed it as live action. Right. But it's not live action. It's not, but it was marketed to us and presented to us as if it was live action. Yeah, but it's they not live want action. Us to believe that it's live action. I understand. I understand what they want. So that's just like <laughs> that's the conundrum that this movie is creating now because yeah. there will be others that will follow in its suit. Right. Well, so sure there that, will be. That's 
that's what interests me about the Lion King. And we are getting way off the topic. We are. Uh, we are. Before we started. So. And so with with that, everyone who's joined us here in the chat live at Mixwell.com, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, Erish and Adam and I are going to have to sign out now, sign off uh, to go record your Super Saturday. Uh, we're actually, spoiler alert, covering the first five episodes of the 1980s G.I. Joe series. And, uh, Going full on into G.I. Yo, Joe! Getting into it. So uh, so we welcome you to join us on Patreon. Uh, you can get Super Saturdays at the $3 level along with Forceology and the Big Honkin' Show. Um, and so for those of you asking... Our awesome podcast is three bucks. Three bucks a month. Yep. That's nothing. So That's, can't beat that with a stick. Yeah. So there's that. And uh, and for those of you wondering about the Big Honkin Show, uh, the episode that was done today, recorded at the time of this recording today, is already scheduled to be released on Patreon on Monday morning. So you'll have it, uh, Patreon supporters. You'll have the latest Big Honkin Show Monday morning at about seven a.m. Eastern. So um, so there you go. A uh, lot. A lot of good things happening because I don't have a busted old machine that takes 20 hours to mix down a podcast now. So it's exciting times in the Goloverse. <laughs> so thanks, everyone, for joining us. Uh, appreciate you all for being here live at Mixer.com slash Goloverse. And uh, for Adam, for Arish, uh, I'm Steve Glosson. We'll see you next time on Geek Out Loud. <laughs>